If you're an entrepreneur, you've taken big risks, created many jobs, and devoted yourself to your business. When it comes to building your succession and transition plan, who should be involved? What are the steps along the way? Welcome to Finish Big, the podcast with Mark Dorman, sponsored by Succession Plus, inspired by the book, Finish Big, How Great Entrepreneurs Exit Their Companies on Top, by the noted entrepreneurial author, Bo Burlingham. In this podcast, we share success stories along with our expertise and knowledge about what will probably be the largest financial transaction of your life. Now, on to the show. Hello, this is Mark Dorman, your host of the Finish Big Podcast. Today, I've got a special guest, a gentleman who's become a friend of mine over the last year, Steve Hopkins with Charter BTA. Steve, welcome to Finish Big, the podcast. Well, thank you, Mark. Great to be here. Great, great. So let's just dig right in, Steve. We've got about a half hour, but we've got a lot to unpack. You and I obviously have a very long and sustained passion for assisting business owners. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, we've gotten to know each other over the last year. You're up in Lake Oswego, Portland. So let's start with a little bit of your background, how long you've been in exit planning, and maybe a little bit more about your career timeline. Yeah, well, I've been exclusively, absolutely exclusively in uh, business exit transition planning since 2010. And I didn't establish my operating entity, Charter BTA, until 2015. I spent, if you want to go way back, I spent six years in the United States Navy. And then I, I went to, I got a degree from Portland State in finance and law and was recruited by Marsh, Marsh McLennan, the big multinational, the big uh, global insurance brokerage, uh, which is a great, awesome place, massive resources, best people in the world to learn everything you can possibly fathom about risk and managing risk, which is what it's all about, being in business, being in life. It's a, it's a lot about managing and managing risk. Then I was uh, recruited. I spent 10 years there at Marsh. I spent a year in, in London working at Lloyd's. Um, so I really got a, an MBA in the, in the insurance risk management world and then was uh, enticed into uh, a, a local where I had more opportunity for equity and, and to be a little more control of my own destiny. And I did my first business transition case with my largest client in this in this uh, regional insurance brokerage. I was a bit surprised. His fondest desire was to have his son uh, continue, succeed him as CEO, and uh, and he asked me. He wanted me to kind of to put it together and lead the charge. Mm. And I, why me? And, but we were we were good friends. We communicated well. There was good chemistry and everything, and a high level of trust. And uh, it turned out to be the most uh, satisfying, intriguing, fun, enjoy, uh, just a really more enjoyable, more there's bigger payoff in it than anything. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I can really relate to that because you know when I started doing exit planning about 18 years ago. I just found it so personally satisfying and intellectually stimulating trying to yeah. put this 
puzzle together of not only businesses and people, personalities and opportunities and strategy, et cetera. I mean, is that similar to how you felt? Oh yeah. No, it's, it's very holistic and complete and you're, you're, it's creative and you're dealing, you're, you're joined to the hip with the, with the owner, the guy who, who founded and grew and put his blood, sweat and tears into this thing. And it, it's, you know, it's just uh, the whole, it's very holistic. It's very complete. And when you finish, you get it done. If there is a such a thing as finish, <laughs> it's the, the, the sense of accomplishment, if you do it right, is, you know, there's nothing like it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, you think about when, you know, and I'm sure you've experienced as well, you know, and, and, and listen to all our listeners out there, right? I mean, it's not that every engagement that us as exit planners work on turns out successfully, but when it does and your clients say, hey, Steve, we couldn't have done this without you, or I'm so thankful that we worked with you and you helped us, you know, navigate, you know, what can be a pretty bumpy and curvy road at times, uh, it is very, very uh, satisfying, and you feel very grateful for the opportunity to uh, have made made a positive impact, eh? Absolutely. And and once I did that, it's like, okay, what I've been doing for the last 13, 14 years is boring by comparison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and, and it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't what I had envisioned when I was studying, getting my degree. It was like, I didn't know I was going to end up in, in the insurance world. You know, very few people do know that, but that's, that's kind of the way it works in an industry. But yeah. then, uh, and so this was, this was far more right up my alley. It's a lot more entrepreneurial. I was raised by a serial entrepreneur. So wow. I kind of have some of that uh, in my blood anyway. Yeah. So, so let's let, let take us back. You were raised by an entrepreneur and, so you're a certified exit planning advisor. You're a chartered financial consultant, certified property and casualty underwriter. You're also the owner of Charter BTA, and you're the founding member of the BTA Circle, which is a, an organization of like-minded professionals that seeks to guide business owners through the perils of transitioning their ownership and management, enhancing the value along the way. And you've been doing this for 35 years, right? You have a BA in finance and law from portland state university but are you saying you're the son of an entrepreneur uh, yeah yeah i, I am yeah I, and, we, and what, what did your folks do when you were when you were younger well my dad was a was a livestock auctioneer and a cattle rancher and then he owned enterprises just side ventures mm -hmm. that he was constantly doing i mean kind of a bit of a bit of a dabbler huh a bit of a devil. Well, he had eight kids, and so it was like he, he had to had to keep the cash flow machine uh, <laughs> cranked up as much as he could. And he was just good at making deals and dealing with people. And he's just a smart guy, and I yeah. learned a lot a lot from him. You say he's uh, much more street smart than academic smart. Oh yeah, eighth grade education. You know, wow. He grew up on a Nebraska farm, homestead. You know, probably a PhD in interpersonal communications, huh? Yeah, he was. Uh, you know, in that era, he was kind of a John Wayne knockoff. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, like you, uh, I'm also a certified exit planning advisor. And the essence of finish big is 
the podcast is based, uh, as you know, as you, you and I become friends. I mean, it's based on the elements of Bo Burlingham's great business book, Finish Big, How Great Entrepreneurs Exit Their Business on Top. And it really talks about the what a great process looks like, what positive outcomes can happen. And, you know, sometimes even with the best planning and certainly with no planning at all, the likelihood of a, of a bad outcome. And you pursued your certified exit planning advisor certification through the Exit Planning Institute, which, by the way, is based here in, in the greater Cleveland area where I reside. How long have you been a SEPA and, uh, and, and what prompted you to, to kind of pursue that designation? Uh, just, I had a little extra time, uh, downtime during the, the COVID wet blanket to, uh, get into the, the SEPA. I had, it had been on my radar for some time. I was always too busy to do it. And then yeah. I, I actually got it in 22, in middle of 22. So it's not been that long. Yeah, but uh, what's done is it's kind of the gold standard. It's not the easiest thing to get into, so they do have a, a reasonable bar barrier to entry. It's kind of an MBA program, so you you have to come to the table with some experience and knowledge, or the course is not going to mean anything to you. Yeah. So, and, and it exposed me to uh, probably you know some of the best in the business to a whole bunch of additional resources. You mentioned. I founded the the BTA Circle, January 9th, two thousand fifteen, and we've been going ever since then. And it's just mm-hmm. it's a a group of best in the business, a very accomplished other professionals that you need. You know, tax, legal, uh, finance, banking, sales, operations. Uh, you know, professionals in, in that in that field. So it's kind of the same thing. I need so here I am single shingle professional doing uh, really critical transition work, holding myself as a, out as an expert and a consultant in this arcane arena. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't get this done. You, you absolutely can't do this work without a tax, a CPA, attorney, probably a banker, insurance, and these other, prof- you can't do it on your own. I've been, you know, working in the business in this business community for decades and mm-hmm. know a lot of people, been very involved in the community, all that. So it was it was not that hard to put that together. But so the exit planning institute kind of offered me the same thing, except expanded. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. I thought let me just kind of pause there for a second, Steve. It's interesting. Uh I just learned something about you. Another is I too went through the SEPA course during COVID. I was actually the first class of virtual. And I said, Mm. just like you, I mean, when the world was kind of shut down, I said, well, heck, I've been meaning to do this. I'm kind of locked in here like a caged bull. And boy, uh, hats off to uh, Scott and Chris Snyder. The program that they developed, the kind of the the course syllabus and how it touched on accounting, tax, legal, capital markets, financial planning, uh, state planning. I was like, this is really, really good stuff. And I re- yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it, you know, passed the exam. And it's uh, something I'm, I'm like you, I'm sure you're very proud of, right? It kind of sets you apart uh, in the industry for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, the the certification and the and the credential is one thing. 
but the the exposure and mixing it up with and having access access to a bunch of other people who are who, who are doing the same thing is that's where the real value comes yeah and i just want to hasten to add here that by the exit planning institute's own admission and statistics it's a minority of of certificates who actually roll up the sleeves and do the whole do the whole work. Yeah, amen, amen. And There's talking a whole bunch to, of them uh, have the the designation, but not everybody actually does it. Yeah, well, I mean, amen, brother. Because uh, last I spoke with uh, Scott Snyder, he said, uh, who's uh, president of the Exit Planning Institute, they've now got over fifty five hundred graduates, and they estimate about a hundred have actually worked with a client, and. Uh, like you in Lake Oswego and us here in Northeast Ohio, we worked with a hundred clients. So, and I know this industry, when I was a young man and I got started, if you are extremely active, your vertical learning curve is dead straight up and you can learn a lot in a short period of time. So let's maybe just kind of switch lanes here for a minute. Uh, and our guest today is Steve Hopkins with Charter BTA up in Lake Oswego, Oregon. Uh, Talk to us, uh, as I was preparing for the show uh, last evening, what's the origin of the name Charter BTA? Well, business transition advisors, the BTA part of it, I wanted that. And there's there's an ESOP planning company. It's very, very good, by the way. And they are business transition advisors, BTA. So that was gone. And so it was like, okay, you know, being an old sailor, and the, the cartography metaphor is finding your way, it's mapping. And and uh, my son came up with my logo, which is a, a sextant. And so it's like, let's find our way, you know? It's mm-hmm. uh, it's guidance, mm-hmm. it's advice and guidance and 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 a sailor and mariner metaphor. Hi, this is Mark Dorman. Sorry for the interruption. I know you're listening to the Finish Big Podcast, and I'm excited to have you here. If in any event you have any questions, please head over to www.succession.plus backslash US and where you can find out how to reach me. I'd love to hear from you. And now back to the show. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. You are active and you and I have become fast friends. And I think it's a bit of a coastal uh, or Midwest and uh, Northwest Pacific Northwest Mutual Admiration Society here. How many engagements do you think you've business owners you've worked with? Uh, one, that's one question. What kind of a process do you take them through? And then, I, you know, I want to just get to kind of the advice that, that you and I probably, what, what would you give the, what advice would you give to business owners? So let, let, let's start there. How many engagements do you think that you've actually worked on over, you know, the last 15 years? Oh, well, you know, I, I try and keep track of that and write success stories. Uh, but that's, you know, that's another one more thing. So (laughs) I've done, I've done just dozens. And I would, I would say it's above 50, but I haven't done a hundred. I don't, you know, I wish I should have an exact count, but I, and and what and, and and tell us about the Lake Oswego area. I mean, I, I picture pristine lakes, mountains, beautiful forestry. But talk to us about the business climate in the Pacific Northwest, and 
your scope or your geographic reach, if you will, for, for charter BTA? Well, uh, so I'm pretty much the West coast and like Oswego, like Oswego is a Portland suburb. It's part of Portland metropolitan. And, uh, but we live here because it's kind of the affluent suburb with the, the best school district in the, in the state. And our kids, our three kids all graduated. It's like, a, you know, prep schools. And so that, that worked out. That's why we're here mm -hmm. in Lake Oswego. But yeah, if we draw a big circle, Portland metropolitan area is, I don't have to go that far to, to stay completely busy. But I do have clients down the valley, Salem, and then depending on on my referral sources. So one of my former, when I was at an LPL financial advisor, one of my partners has introduced me. We opened a case in California. I do have clients in Washington. I've done Idaho. Mm. So it's, it's regional Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. But there's so much to do that. I do go across the mountains to the central Oregon, Bend, Brineville area. And I've done that, but you don't, ha I don't have to being lazy. Efficient <laughs> close to home. I, I stay really busy with a, a smaller geography. Yes. But now with, so recently as, as a function of getting involved with the exit planning Institute and going to their summit, I discovered first I discovered capitalize mm -hmm. and then i the same people who are attracted to capitalize have the legacy advisors network which is a real find so i'm my geography is is expanding as a result of that i recently i had a uh, uh, an executive assistant when i was at with when i had my lpl practice i hadn't seen her for years i was in a coffee shop met her and she's a she's available. It's like, wow, you know, God's at work because ah, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Because I don't have to, I don't have to train her. I know her, I know what her capabilities are all that. It's a boom plug. Let's go. Yeah. So um, I'm just poised. It's kind of like the, this, this egg is about ready to hatch. Yeah. Not so let's talk it, about, let's talk about uh, capitalize. You and I are both capitalized users. We know Craig West, the, uh, the creator of capitalize Nick Foster, the CEO Sam Walters, Zach Broyles, yeah, happy holidays to all of you guys if you're listening. But Capitalize has been a game changer for our oh. firm here in Cleveland. Certainly the best, without question, process for valuing, showing value potential, sharing an ROI on why an exit planning engagement is so critically important to a business. You would agree with those statements? Absolutely. Craig West has really knocked it out of the park. So when I, when I narrowed my focus that I'm only doing exit planning, the first thing, okay, I've got to have a process. I've got to have a system. Mm -hmm. And I had always, you know, as a financial advisor, estate planner, business planner, so on, had always had kind of this milestones process with, you know, five stages, just like Craig's did. So I had a, I had a process, but it was all on Excel spreadsheets and Word and PowerPoint and all, and, and every time. I had to pull it together and to go outside for this and out. So anyway, and I've kicked all the tires and subscribed to written checks to the uh, other, because I discovered, well, I'm not the first one who's invented the system. 
there are others and they've done it better than I have. So I've tried them all, but then, but then capitalize. And the capitalize system is so, I mean, it's so far ahead of the pack. No question. We can't see their taillights if you're, <laughs> if you're back there with, with some of the others. So I can't, I can't speak highly enough of the experience and the integrity of the system and, you know, of well, I, th- I think that I would add advisors. to that. Yeah. As colleagues is the credibility of the system. Just in the last month uh, here in Cleveland, I was with the president of Houlihan capital, uh, Andy Smith. They're based out of uh, Chicago, but they have a Cleveland office. I was with the <clears throat> founder of Carlton McKenna, another investment bank, both Houlihan capital and <clears throat> Paul Carlton, my good friend, who's, 50 years in the investment banking business, literally, uh, he's in his mid seventies. When I showed them the business insights report, they were like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, and you're talking about typically there's always been a bit of a professional friction between an exit planner and an investment banker because they want to do deals and they think that you're in the way to slow them down. And now there's, you know, they're saying, look, there's so many businesses that need this, and they need this kind of pre-sale prep. Have you experienced anything similar in your marketplace? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so everybody, you know, if you go to, and I won't name their names, but you know I'm talking about other the other providers of these systems. Yeah. yeah. And the, everybody produces a report. And there's a lot of boilerplate fluff. The capitalized report, the business insights report, it's boom every page is like okay here's the here are the the here's the the picture the data the graph the you know here's what matters and there's very little verbiage it's yeah, the, all the, the, the benchmarking right it's very it's very concise very precise and when you you know when you show it to you know investment banking seasoned investment banking professionals they they really say hey, you've really got something here mark this is a not just an arrow in your quiver. This is a, a, a missile, so to speak, right? Oh, yeah. No, how many actually have a, a, a sustainable growth rate? Well, I, I deal with a lot of contractors, you know, in, uh, uh, capital intensive. So, yeah. And they're always the worst thing. Their worst enemy is growing too fast. Mm-hmm. You know, they like to buy iron They they and they have to. But yeah. you have to do it. You have to keep the... You have to stay within the white lines because if your uh, if your sustainable growth rate is 20 percent uh, and and you're growing, it's like well, I'm growing. I can I can grow at fifty percent. No, you can't because yeah. you'll be bankrupt. Exactly. So that kind of stuff, that kind of analysis, is there. It's plain. It's very easily to explain. I don't know. I haven't seen a break even analysis like like what's in the capitalized report in a long time. I don't know, since I was in business school, I'm telling you. And so, and then the, uh, that valuation thing, man, the valuation engine inside there and using IBIS data, Mm -hmm. it's all, everything is, everything's good. It's (laughs) It's just, uh, it's, it's very impressive. So, so tell us about uh, one of your recent success stories at Charter BTA, if you will. Obviously, without disclosing any names or anything like that, but walk us through maybe a, 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 a recent success story. Okay, which one? Um, do I do I go with the old guy or the young gal? I mean, there. So okay, so ideal client profile is typically going to be a boomer, right? 
mm-hmm. but I don't want to give the wrong impression that that's all I do is work because my my best ones are the younger people. So I, I had a, a, a concrete contractor, 40 years of the business, took him through succession. We we did a uh, installment deal to an inside guy five in five years with a 15% growth rate. They stuck to their numbers. And at the end of five years, he owned half the company. Then SBA balloon payment for the second second half of the company. So that was a really good success story. So then, but he has a, a young buddy who's who's also in the construction business. And he said, hey, you you need to talk to my guy. So, you know, talk to Hopkins. So I get together with this guy. He's 42 years old, best friend. He is high school buddy, best friends. These guys are just, they're contractors. They're, they grew up running equipment and so on. Mm-hmm. So they don't have the B school insights and education on how to run a business, but they know how to work hard and get, and get business or anything. Yeah, so yeah, but, definitely. So they were, they're 50, 50 partners. And the, the guy that I'm talking to is clearly the guiding light knows where he's going. Let's take the business. His partner equally, equally owned and equally yoked and everything. But he also owns a couple of fishing boats up in Alaska. And so June, July, it's like, this is not working. So I said, I sat him down and said, look, you know where you're going. And we need to, you need to buy out your partner. And he was just like, ah, yeah, yeah. My best friend is it, it, it said, look, if we do this right, you'll be even better friends. Well, I don't know. So we'll bring mm-hmm. him to the table. I'll facilitate. And then, so long story he did he did make the buyout and he did grow too fast i mean that was our next big big um challenge was was this you know buying equipment and trucks and but you know and he had the business but it was it was just what i just alluded to on sustainable growth rate he got out over his skis and it's like we had to, i had to really you know just collar him to and bring him get his feet back on the ground to keep him going but that kind of he's still so that's an a, an ongoing engagement. Who yes. knows? He's not going to exit. He's not going to transition for for some time. But he's he's because of our work together. He's ready to at any time. Otherwise, he wouldn't be. He you know he might have dro- driven his dump truck into the side of the mountain. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, you know, how many good advisors? How many advisors, first of all, would tell their clients you can't grow that fast, right? Um, because you're going to, you know, spend yourself into a, oblivion. Uh, and it's almost you work with these entrepreneurs as we, you know, as we as we look to wrap up this 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 show, Steve. But you sometimes I've always feel that the vision is you're, is you're you're trying to break a wild horse, right? I mean, these men and women are uh, just so full of energy and drive and vision, but to your point, you got to kind of hold on tight to the bridles and keep them between the white lines and uh, maximize and, and, uh, and, and create uh, the most efficient and effective business as possible. Uh, I think you and I, I'm sure, share that uh, almost a, a duty to help small business owners. There's such, I mean, 80% of the jobs are created by small businesses. Uh, most of the people don't know that listening to the show. Perhaps. Yep. Yeah. It's, you know, depending it's 80, 85. And, uh, 
Yeah. The majority of those are owned by boomers, not all, but exit planning is just good business planning. That's something we certainly share. Um, so I, you know, this has been great. It's been great to get to know you over the last uh, year, Steve. Um, and, and thank you for appearing on finish big. Tell us, uh, tell the audience how they would get a hold of you. So if you're listening in the Pacific Northwest or, uh, Northern California or California, how do we get a hold of charter BTA? Well, I do have a, a website. Um, it's a work in progress. I, I think they all are. But charterbta.com, charterbta.com, or uh, 503-200-4720. Okay. And you're also on LinkedIn at Steve under Steve Hopkins, right? Yes. Yep, and Charter great... BTA has a LinkedIn page. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been your host, Mark Dorman. My guest today has been Steve Hopkins, Lake Oswego, Oregon, outside of the Portland area. Uh, he is president and founder of Charter BTA and also uh, has a terrific group of professionals up in that uh, marketplace. So hats off to hopefully your, your BTA circle folks will be listening to this show. Uh, until we meet again, this will be our uh, last show before the Christmas break. Uh, I want to wish you and yours a very happy holiday season. And Merry Christmas to one and all. Happy Hanukkah to all my friends uh, out there. Uh, Steve, thanks for being on the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. Until we meet again, here's to Finishing Big, folks. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed listening to Finish Big, the podcast with Mark Dorman, sponsored by Succession Plus. Don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.succession.plus slash US or give us a call at 330-350-5410. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Succession Plus. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional tax or legal advice. Always seek the advice of your legal or tax professionals with any questions you may have regarding your specific situation.